The following podcast is a Rock Corps Radio production. Hello fans of the Odd and the Thomas, this is Kiva here. It's May! And of course you're listening to the Gore Corner, only on Rotten Corpse Radio. Once again, I will be joined by the foulness that is the Ghoulish Ryan. It is I, Ghoulish Ryan. It's me. It really is. It's not just, it's May, it's me. A. <laughs> e. Yes. Anyhow, we have some announcements to make. Uh, Influence Music Hall in Hillsborough, Oregon. This Friday. This Friday, May 5th. Mm-hmm. Rotten Corpus Radio's very own Jamie. Will be making an appearance. And I'll tell you this, it's for a pretty good cause. They're actually doing a raffle. Um, As actually, we mentioned before. Yeah. And they've been doing this raffle for, you know, like drawings or like... Um, purchases for this raffle for the past few weeks and the Saturday they're going to be doing the drawing uh, while they have um, while they have a live band playing but this will be more or less for the Friday event that Jamie's going to be at uh, will be more centered around the open mic that they're going to be doing which is a part of the, the biggest part of Influence Music Hall it's actually how it started uh, and Jamie is one of the three founding people so yeah. For more information, you can check out their Facebook page uh, at facebook.com slash influencemusichall. Or you can even search the event section on our Facebook page. Just remember, you can remove your search history on Facebook. You can, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Also happening, let's get goddamn filthy in here. Fuck yes. So, Filth asked a performance in tribute to the ever so disturbing but uniquely delightful works of the king of filth himself mr john waters will be occurring this filth bubble will be coming to you at the funhouse lounge in southeast portland on may 13th ticket specials and pricing are available through facebook just like a filth ask uh, of note is that as you know here at gore corner and at rotten corpse for a fan of fans of horror obviously but yes, for, for me personally I adore queer horror. I'm queer myself, not doubt myself here. Not that I really give a fuck at this point. Um, love queer horror, love queer folks. Um, the Hollywood theaters uh, queer horror host, Carla Rossi, will be performing in that, which I'm pretty excited for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love to support them as much as we can here. Oh yeah, most definitely. Because um, we've been a big, I mean, since like uh, the early parts of the podcast, you know, we've been all about promoting different aspects and avenues that all kind of intertwine and interrelate within the world of horror. And the one thing that really gets overlooked quite often are like the subgenres for the for films. Like, um, like there was, I remember like what was it? I think it was 2010. Like uh, Return to the Pink Lagoon came yes. out, and there wasn't really much promotion going on for it. But I thought it was a funny fucking movie, and I'm 
managed to run it through Netflix. So I was just I was like just kind of floored by the idea that somebody would make something like that. And I kept wanting it to be more kind of like um, you know the creature from the Black Lagoon, but yeah. it was more or less a zombie film. But it was still fun, and um, it meant you know so much fun was had and. Definitely. So with uh, you know, with events like you know, Filth Lesk, um, you know, making its you know stamp here, you know, I mean, first off, I'm a huge fan of John Waters. Yeah. I've seen all most pretty much all of his movies. What they so I think there's only one film I haven't like seen all the way. Would through you say that you're tickled pink by him? Exactly. Yes. I think the only part I, I haven't, or the only movie I haven't seen of his all the way through was uh, Lady Troubles, but mm. or enough, or was it? female troubles no it was lady troubles yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um other than that you know fuck i've seen all this shit i love yeah. him he's so cute he's so cute <laughs> back to carla Ro rosie though yeah um they will also be appearing at their very own queer horror show mm -hmm. on june 15th and the finally happy to announce that the movie that we'll be showing is dropped at court gorgeous uh, it'll be a 35 millimeter print, naturally, as it tends to be at Hollywood. Um, as always, it will be hosted by them. Some aspects will be acted out beforehand. Of course, yeah. Um, so that is June 15th at Hollywood Theater. Show starts at 9.30. You can get your tickets at the Hollywood Theater website. Um, and, and the cool thing with this, too, with the, you know, with, the, with Queer Horror Pride, um, being the main, you know, the major theme for this event, they're also the fact that they're doing the big beauty, you know, the big drag pageant right yeah. after the movie. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a better reason to stay. Yes. If you're gonna stay for anything, you know. And yeah. Of course, I wonder how many of the uh, the people that pop in and out over at, um, at the other various clubs are gonna be at that event more or less for that night. Yeah, you can see they're having a larger turnout, so make sure to yeah. get your tickets pretty early, especially yeah. because. It's not, we're not the only ones talking about Carla Rosie here. Yeah. Willamette Week is also promoting mm -hmm. them a little bit yep. via their 2017 Best of Portland Readers poll. They are in the top five right now. Um, the event officially started on March 1st, but the final round of uh, voting is happening now uh, through the end of May. So go ahead, put in some votes. Um, for best drag performer and best drag show, if I recall correctly. Oh yeah, and um, I think the uh, the other thing to mention too, um, of course, the you know Willamette Week's um, you know best of horror or best of Portland uh, yeah. readers poll um, is presented by New Seasons, and um, this is the last month for voting. So this this is like the final the final round. So it's like you just get it in and you know go for your yeah. favorites. Definitely. We're going to definitely go for the ones that are more of the horror variety, of course, but yeah. a lot of them happen to, or one of them definitely happens to be yeah. queer horror. So. Yeah. Another queer news, and I swear we have not become a queer horror podcast, although, fuck it, we don't get enough rep representation otherwise, so yeah. we're fucking going for it this week. <laughs> although I have wanted to really do a segment on it weekly, so maybe we'll start doing that. Yeah. But for this week's like other queer horror news, we have two sentence horror stories. It's not the prototypical genre film you'd expect to be based on the title. 
Who's it created by again? It's created by uh, v Vera uh, Mia. The anthology will tell stories based on contemporary social issues that we currently face in our society and centers on people of color or queer, much like the filmmaker herself. And the thing is, too, it's like, and the, the movies aren't really autobiographical. In any no, ways, they're not. In any way, shape, or form. But she does kind of draw a lot from, you know, the fact that she, you know, she's the daughter of, uh, you know, a Taiwanese couple. Yeah. Um, you know, born here in the United States. That she's not the stereotypical yeah. straight white male exactly. creator. And the thing is, too, another thing I've, I was, um, we had talked about this uh, during Women of Horror Month. Um, with the movie, uh, the movie anthology XX, which is a really good fucking anthology if you haven't seen yeah. it. Um, the fact is, is there really isn't enough, women, you know, female representation yeah. in the world of horror, let alone, you know, from different walks of life, you know. And the thing is, is this movie, this movie is gonna, you know, like be another, you know, set of movies like it that are gonna come in the future, and you know, and keep coming hopefully. That will, you know, allow people, you know, who are queer or who are of color, yeah. to be able to connect with something that they identify with. And the thing is, and that, and that comes from all genres of movies, yeah. you know, or, or television or books or anything else. But the fact that for horror, you know, yeah. we're actually getting this, and this is pretty important. So. Yeah. But, Especially considering that horror tends to sort of show us. The greater things that we're afraid of as a society, yes. and by deconstructing a little bit, by allowing uh, people who are queer or of color or both um, to sort of like have a hand in making it, instead of just yeah. being the ones killed on screen, mm -hmm. um, it sort of allows us to sort of direct it away to like, you know, fears we might experience as ourselves. I mean, just look, look at Jordan Peele's Get Out. Like, oh yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the fact that that movie itself kind of tackles a lot of things that make a lot of people uncomfortable. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of people, especially you know, people who aren't of color. You know, people who are Caucasian, yeah. um, or more or less look Caucasian, like myself. <laughs> um, even though I am Hispanic, but I don't really identify as Hispanic. So, um, the thing is, is uh, you know, these certain kinds of fears and certain kinds of themes that get brought up. You know, especially social themes that get yeah. brought up within these stories. These things really happen. They do. And the horror is fucking very real. And the fact that we can have like a cinematic outlet for that same kind of representation is really important. Yeah. Because we really do need to reflect as a society, as a country. And I feel like we're kind of behind. Yeah. You know, when it comes to that, you know, because there's a lot of countries that are way ahead of the curve than we are. So. Yeah. And if you ever wonder whether or not representation actually matters, just consider the fact that without Nichelle Nichols as Uhura, we would not have Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan. Exactly. The film anthology series has not had a release date yet, but keep Googling yeah. and we will do the same and let you know. Exactly. I and mean, they've kind of said summer, but yeah. that could change. So. Yeah. All right. So, uh, fans of classic Tim Burton films, especially one where we dare not say his name three times. Can we say at least once? Beetle? Juice? Possibly. <laughs> um, we now can rejoice as the handbook for the recently deceased has been put uh, more or less into product form uh, <laughs> as a journal. Not really as a full book. It would be cool and fun. You if can always had... draw it in yourself. If exactly. You'd like. 
And, and then draw the door. Okay. Yeah. And don't forget the handle. <laughs> you forget the handle, it's not going to fucking open. And you have to knock at least three times. So, <laughs> and of course this does, you know, it does resemble the book from the film. It's a really great likeness. Yeah. I have a really cheese ball likeness that, you know, pales in comparison. So the fact that this actually exists makes me want to go buy it and then start writing in it because I'm goony. I will say from what I've seen, it's pretty damn good quality. Like definitely cosplay quality. Yes. If, you know, I mean, making your costumes takes so goddamn long. Like you can mm -hmm. save yourself a little time. But just spending a little bit of not having everything handmade if you can afford to, mm -hmm. I'd say go and buy this. You get then you have something to write in. Yeah. You know, write down the notes and numbers of your new con friends afterwards. Yeah, and I mean, you can even start writing about all the other um, Tim Burton movies that have touched your you know, life. But anyway, yeah, it's available on Amazon.com. Or yours today. today. And if you haven't seen the movie, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, no, show some love. Go to fucking Netflix. You can either get it on DVD or fucking watch it on, you know, VOD. Speaking of Netflix, they were producing a Korean-made zombie series set in medieval times. Ooh. The series Kingdom is set for release in 2018 and is described as Game of Thrones fantasy meets The Walking Dead by Kim Seong Hong. I almost don't think that the appetite for zombie, um, you know, for the zombie culture has gone away completely. I want to think it's kind of tired down a little bit, especially yeah. the way... It's the, normally presented, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially with, like, you know, shows like The Walking Dead where the show is starting to feel a little bit of lag. Um, it's still a good show. It's just, you know, I mean, we're starting to get that, uh, to that kind of end point, you know, we're almost... we got to kill Rex in point. Yeah. And, um, and the fact that this, too, given the fantasy aspect... Yeah, it's definitely very different than what we've seen before. I mean, it's set, like it's covering the 14th to late 19th century or so. Yeah. Um, I believe it has eight episodes. Yeah, it's the Joseon uh, dynasty. Yeah. Uh, that they're kind of uh, that they're kind of um, using as uh, you know like the base time period and. I mean, it's a big, you know, it's it's a huge, um, impactful time for Korean culture. Um, and kind of, uh, and more or less, you know, uh, you know, still looked at today. And so, like, to imagine that world kind of re, kind of fucked around yeah. and kind of, you know, and kind of, you know, put into the zombie apocalypse setting. Yeah. It's really neat, you know. Yeah. Because we know they'll survive. Because <laughs> history. So, according to the plot details we found, it will follow a young crown prince who is set on a suicidal investigation into the bizarre medical outbreak. Turns out the outbreak is, of course, a zombie apocalypse, and the prince's forces have to hold back a threat that could destroy Korea and the wider world itself. And you also have to, like, that's that's in the plot description, um, but you also have to consider that, like, I wonder how much of various uh, colonialism aspects they're going to pull into in, like, as allegory, or yeah. use the zombie outbreak as allegory for, for the wider West sort of setting into... Korea and a like you know other aspects of Asia. Yeah, this is gonna be some fucking fucked up shit. Yeah, I am very excited to see yes, it. Yes, I'm I'm super excited. So, if you are a Netflix subscriber, of course, since this this is one of their original series, it'll get thrown in your face in the form of email, especially if you like a lot of horror. So, yeah. there you go. And of course, finally, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming, and so will you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Orgasms of the Galaxy, as it's called, <laughs> this, is not, this is not the movie, this is a line of sex toys. 
Yes. That are all Guardian of the Galaxy themed. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, from Gizmodo. Um, according to sorry, according to Gizmodo, it is a stunning array of intergalactic corn cobs, astro weapons, and ass destruction of cosmological cavity cr- crammers. <laughs> That's a tough one to spell out. Yeah, it's just a little one. bit. It's a fun read, but it's really hard to say it. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're just reading it from the right. It's first important time. to note these are not branded materials. There is no Groot, there is Root. And yeah. I gotta say, like the the Groot esque dildo and butt plug, my my initial thought when seeing because it's kind of like sinewy and like a little bit kind of twisty. Kind of twisty. My initial thought was not I am Groot. It was quite frankly the tree assault scene in the Evil Dead movie. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, so for your horror fans out there, if you don't want to fuck Groot, but maybe you want to fuck a tree, maybe uh, maybe <laughs> you're a nature lover. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna. For all, for all you horror ecosexuals out there, we got you something. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that's about it for this week. Um, yeah. Tune in next week and every single week for more updates as the world of horror and sci-fi never seem to stop. (laughs) Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing, what you think of our many, many shows. And for all things that are otherwise, RodandCorpsRadio.com. So what are you doing this weekend? I'll be in Texas at Texas Frightmare Weekend. I will see you there. I'll post a picture of me online too, so you know you don't know who to look for. If you see, and you know me, how to run from. Yeah, if you see me, or smell him, frankly. Exactly. Podcast with me. You know, I might even get a chance to kind of pull some of the celebrities away, and we might actually get a little bit of talk time with them. It may or may not get recorded, but hey, it'll be fun. That will be fun. Super so I'm actually doing the uh, I'm doing the Bridgetown Comedy Fest this weekend, which should be pretty damn great. I mean, we have Janu Ruffalo, Patton Oswalt. Um, yeah, they're going to be doing uh, what was that? They also have MST3K yeah. happening Friday night. Yes, that's going to be so cool. Have you seen? Or is it Saturday? Is it either Friday or Saturday yeah. night? Have you seen any of the new episodes? I have. They're funny. They're amazing. Oh my god, I still can't remember the name of that fucking star movie that they were making fun of. The avalanche is probably my favorite one, <laughs> uh, especially when the especially when the avalanche is happening and they got that one guy. It's like the juice is loose. I'm just I lost it. I just absolutely lost that's it. That's a cool story. Get the fuck back in my power bed now. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. <laughs>